with women who inspire us. The three of us together have a lot of experience discussing real issues that affect real women. Now, we're giving you a chance to actually hear how we talk about the topics in the newsroom behind the scenes here on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. On this episode of Oklahoma Women Want to Know, we have an exercise specialist from Bailey Medical Center with us today. We're really excited to talk to her about how to overcome challenges. And if you're like me, you set a goal for the new year and then the weather hit, everything stopped. And then you hit Mother Road Market last night for a huge fried cheese pastel at Dr. <laughs> Custom at Mother Road Market. I missed and that. I feel guilty and I have to feel, fit into a skin tight dress next week. So I have anxiety and I'm going to talk about that today. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, my name is April Hill. I am the Midday Anchor and News Director here at 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. I'm Jen Townley, co-host of the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter. And I'm Crystal Kelly, a reporter at KRMG. Okay, so introduce yourself and tell us how you got into all this. Hey, I'm Mo Maureen Smith. Um, I don't go by Maureen. If someone calls me that, I'm looking the other way. So don't call me Maureen, but I go by Mo. I've been Mo for as long as my kids have been around. That's 26 years now. Um, I'm from a small town in Shawnee, Oklahoma. I was a dancer, born and raised in ballet shoes, point shoes, got married, had three beautiful children and thought, you know, I really didn't want to go into my field that I graduated with, which was early childhood special education um, with children. I, yes, I'd like to be on their schedule, but I wanted to also be there for them do things with them, and I wanted to join a gym. Being active my whole life, being a dancer, I kind of knew the basic physiology of the body, kinesiology of the body, but I had gained a lot of pregnancy weight, you know, three pregnancies. I needed to get back. I needed to figure out what Mo needed to do. And so I got a gym membership to the Y in Owasso for a Christmas present. And I started going to the Y and then taking classes. And the next thing I know, the director said, hey, I need you to teach. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you, you want me to do what? Um, I started taking a spin class. I do not like spin. It yeah, hurts. hurting mm. just thinking about it. Hurts my derriere. Yeah. My knee. Mm -hmm. Those little bones down there. So, however, I did notice there was a kickboxing class. Oh, I love kickboxing. Mm. So, my, my beginning um, before... Before I moved to Owasso, I was doing Billy Blanks, you know, Tybo. Mm -hmm. Tybo. Oh, you know, Tybo, jab, cross, hook, putt, you know. Mm -hmm. So I loved it. So I took this kickboxing class and it was on a bag and yeah. you had gloves. So you're punching and you're kicking. Well, being a dancer, I can keep the beat. Five, six, seven, eight, one, two, you know, and that's what personal trainers, exercise, group exercise instructors do. We count. I'm like, I could count and I can keep a beat. So the next thing I know, they're like, okay, you need to get certified. Okay. So I started taking all my certifications of group fitness, yoga, Pilates, kickboxing, water aerobics. Next thing I know, I've got clientele for personal training and there's my life. But yet I could still schedule my time for my children. 
you know, I could still be the homeroom mom um, and I can go to the Y on my schedule and on my time. Um, so, so let's back up just a little bit, though. We were talking before we started here about how we all have different struggles because how we were raised. So talk about the weight and the health struggles that you had by being raised by a ballerina. Yes, um, absolutely. And God love her, my mom. She was my dance teacher and she was taught the Cicchetti method. And it's a very strict ballet technique. And as a ballerina, you guys may or may not know, you have to be real thin, 110 pounds, so you can be lifted in a pas de deux even. But you had this stigma of skin and bones, but yet very muscular. And so... And I'm not speaking ill will about my mother, absolutely not, but it would get to the point, well, Maureen, you know, you could lose a little bit here and she'd grab my derriere or you, you know, you're getting a little fluffy here and it was my abdominal area. Oh, we're going to have to have a breast reduction. Oy vey. So I'm a junior in high school and uh, I'm like, you're getting rid of these? No way. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I, it, it didn't get that bad, but it got to the point where, yes, I had a very bad body image, body dysmorphia. I'm only five, six. Um, at the time in high school, I was 125, 130, and I was still considered overweight, very muscular, because that's my body physique is I can build muscle really easy. So it was always, you better not eat this. You better not do this. You've got to be in the you know, dance studio practicing. Go, 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 run. I had to lose weight. And so I became anorexic and bulimic. Mm. And that, that is a very, very hard thing to discuss. Um, body dysmorphia wise is eating something and then purging or just not eating anything. And it became a mind game, um, almost like an empowerment where I could feel the hunger and go, mm -mm, I'm just gonna drink this water real quick and let that hunger go away. Well, it crept up on me very, very quickly. I was in um, the shower and I passed out. I hit my head on the uh, water faucet. So also got so bad to the point, my boys, they probably don't remember, they were one and a half, two years of age. Mom, why are you getting sick all the time? Because I was throwing up. And this was even after I graduated high school. But it, it still played in my mindset. So how did you stop it? Good question. Um, at the time, I, I was married previously. He wanted to help me, and how can we overcome this? And it took me a long time, but it's education. You know, I had to educate myself. So when I did get the membership to the Y and I was starting to teach classes and taking personal training classes, body physiology, nutrition classes, I learned, oh, I need fuel. I yeah. need fuel to function. Protein. And it, protein, 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 baby. You know it. <laughs> and so, I mean, even at my age now, I'm almost 51. I still struggle with it. And it's not something that ever goes away. And that's where I get to come in and help my patients. What I do today is help them understand it's okay. Now, you we said have issues. patients. Yes, ma'am. So <laughs> why, explain your patients. Well, do you want to talk about my patients waiting for the light to turn green? Yeah, I was <laughs> going for that. <laughs> so currently, um, we'll, we'll jump the subject here, is I currently, I work for Bailey Medical Center in Owasso, the Center for Bariatrics, 
and I have patients who are seeking a healthy lifestyle change. So be it to be surgery, but we also do non-surgical patients as well. So people that are wanting to lose weight, to be healthy, mind, body, and soul. Um, I've been with Bailey since 2013. Um, so it kind of goes back to the why setting is my boss came to me. He used to work out at the Y as well. And he goes, Mo, I need you on my team. It's like, ooh, I don't know. I just went through a divorce. Um, I had my kids and I was comfortable at the Y. And he's like, Mo, just pray about it. Just, please just pray about it. And I was working full time at the Y. Okay. <laughs> what else could I do with my life? I'd be, you know, am I going to stay at the, no, okay. Lord, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And lo and behold, it pulled me to my interview at Bailey with the CEO and with the medical director and everything. I'm like, geriatrics? What? I thought it was old people at first. Yeah, old people, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea what bariatric was. None whatsoever. I am also too... A Jillian Michaels fan. Mm-hmm. I loved The Biggest Loser. So I was the, oh, come on, all or nothing, go big or go home. If you're not sweating, you're get out of here. You had to learn really quickly in the bariatric lifestyle. You cannot come across that way because they will shut down. So you had been there about a year when I had my surgery. I had my surgery in 2014. Well, I didn't want to say that because I, I can neither confirm nor deny. I, I'm very <laughs> open about it because I want people to know it works. We've talked about it on the podcast. We have. We did a podcast on it. Yay, that Um, makes me so happy. And you're amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long journey. It is a long journey. But what, when I met with you, I thought, okay, I'm going to meet with someone who's, you know, going to tell me how to exercise. Everybody tells you how to exercise. But you gave us reasonable goals. Yes. You taught us where to start. And that's where so many people don't know what to do. So where do you start? So that's a really a good question because a lot of times, as Crystal was saying, is people come in automatically guarded. Well, yeah. Oh my God, they're going to tell me I have to be on a treadmill for an hour, five days a week, and then I'm going to go have to lift heavy, heavy weights, and I'm going to have to get into a swimsuit and do water aerobics. I have to do this and that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Slow your roll a little bit. Let's think about what we can do. Let's focus on fun. Let's play, not the dreaded chore. Because exercise does come across as a dreaded chore. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I, yeah, do I hate going to the gym? Yes, I hate going to, I'd much <laughs> rather walk outside, like Jen says, let's go for I a run or a jog. A yeah, a walk even, jump rope, hula hoop, play with your kids outside. So I get to know my patients. First and foremost, I have one hour with my patients to make an impression of why exercise can be fun and beneficial for you. And so I break it down at the very beginning, who you are, what you like, what you don't like, where were you raised? What did you like to, you know, getting to know family, their goals, hobbies even. And if it's, I'm I'm a gamer all day, I'm gonna play on, okay, great. But let's say before you sit down to play, give me five minutes of stretching from your chair. What? Mm -hmm. Stretch? Yes. It's muscle movement. We get the blood flowing. You get those endorphins kicking. Oh, I can do five minutes. Then you can sit down and play your game. Why not use that as a reward? And it's 
making those small changes realistically of baby steps. That's what I always say. I've got a sloth in my office and her name is Sassy. (laughs) Slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. We've got to take our time. And if we look at January 1st, New Year's resolution, Mm -hmm. all or nothing, I'm going to run a marathon in a month. No, you're not. <laughs> you know, it's going to take some time and we've got to take one day at a time. So let's set that realistic goal. Okay, week one, I, I want you to walk 500 more steps than what you normally wouldn't. Okay, two weeks, let's add 500 more. Then the next thing you know, I'm walking 10 minutes. I'm walking 15, 20. I'm going to start jogging a little bit. Okay, great. So let's set those small, realistic goals that are very obtainable and then work on those bigger goals. But too, you you've got to find your balance and nutrition. You got to fuel to function. If we're not fueling the body appropriately, you're going to crash, right? Right. And so that's why we have our nutritions on staff is that they need to learn to function. I need X amount of protein. I need good carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Not all carbs are bad. And we all in the diet mentality of, oh, no carbs. Baloney. Our brain. It's a muscle. It's an organ. We need carbohydrates to think properly even, to make good judgment. So it's just learning to find what you specifically, individually need. It's not a cookie cutter. Okay, you've got 80 grams of protein. See you later. Have a good life. Okay, you need to do an hour of a water aerobics. Have a good life. No, I've got to figure out what Crystal wants, what Jen wants, what April wants, what your metabolism is. How, how do you burn? You know, are you getting enough water in even? So that's what and our- that, that was one of the things that I found is that I'm not an exercise person. I don't like it. But I discovered that I love hiking. See, that's exercise and that's though. Exercise. And, yes. And I put on my music, you know, I absolutely do, you know, I have a really good time for myself. And when I'm at walking at parks and stuff, I use the playgrounds. Absolutely. I absolutely use Climbing the up the ladders, Climbing the monkey the bars, yes. slides. You're laughing. You're having a good time. You and get it's your free. heart rate. It's free. Absolutely. And that, that's another two with, you know. I could totally see Chris on the monkey bar. <laughs> oh, I, 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 am, I am a boss on the monkey bar. I bet you are. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. And, and it's, it's that. That's what I try to do is I break those barriers and those obstacles and to recognize, hey, I could do 10-minute increments throughout the day even. Yeah. Hello? Mm -hmm. You can get to a fat-burning heart rate in 10 minutes, no problem. And that's something, too, I have to educate our patients on is we're not looking to burn calories because when you're doing a bariatric procedure. I don't know if I know Crystal does, but um, so the gastric sleeve, that's the the banana, what we call it. We're removing 80 to 90% of your stomach and you're left with a banana. So that's only about four to six ounces. You can't put a double quarter pounder with cheese, large fries and a shake in there. Oh gosh, no. Two years later, I still can't even get through like a tiny cheeseburger. Exactly. And so if you're not able to put that much in your stomach, why would I make you go run an hour and burn all those excess calories? So it's, you know, fuel. What, 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 what are we putting in our stomach? And if it's 30 grams of protein, because it's a protein shake, that's going to satisfy you for two to three hours at a time, but it's only 150 calories. 
So I don't want you to burn through them too quickly. So if we slow our roll a little bit and moderate intensity activity, which is fat burning heart rate. And if we're at a fat burning heart rate, we're, we're using that unwanted fuel, the fat, you know, in our body to function. And what is that heart rate? What do we need to get to? So everyone's different because there, there is a fun little calculation. Typically for females, it's 220, no, 200 minus your age. Male is 220 minus your age. But I, I give everyone, you can do this. I say everyone, 220 minus your age. That gives you your maximum heart rate. That is a peak performance. I am training for the Olympics, you know, Tour de France, Michael Phelps. Okay, are we all going to do that? Maybe we do. Okay, but we don't need to be at that high intensity aerobic activity for long periods of time. That's a stress test. When we run on a treadmill or... Oh, nuclear medical induced stress test. There's no need to be there for long periods of time unless, again, we're an athlete, okay? So we take that number, your maximum heart rate, and you multiply it by 55% to 75%. So I don't have my calculator on me. So 220 minus 50... Anyone want to calculate that oh, real quick? No, we don't. So, no, we don't we do don't. math. We're, we're journalists. Let April use her phone because I don't. Oh, I, got, I have my watch on. So let's say 220 minus, I'm 50 years of age. My maximum peak performance heart rate is 170. Me sitting here, you know, you're resting. My heart rate's around 68, you know, 70. Am I going to get to 170? I could, but I'm going to have to go sprint. I don't want to sprint. I'm not a runner. So I take 170 and I multiply that by 55%. My minimum fat burning heart rate is 93 beats per minute. Which you can easily get. Hello, walking to the car. Mm -hmm. So if you can maintain a fat burning heart rate in 10 minute increments at a time, that is just as beneficial to a healthy lifestyle change as trying to go out and I need to be at the gym for an hour and really push to maximum intensity and fail. People make fun of me here because I do a 10 minute walk. I, I can't no, take lunch break because I'm on air. So I'll do a 10 minute walk in the parking lot and I'm so dedicated to it that people will stop me. Hey, April, I need... Mm, no, nope. nope. You are on your time. I'll catch you in 10 minutes. <laughs> well, and you need to make... I mean, honestly, April, is you need to do that for yourself. Your health and well-being, self-care, and set those boundaries because it's important to you. You are a priority because if you can't take care of you, you can't be there for others. And if it's 10 minutes, just a brisk walk, that's okay. And if it's 10 minutes, just getting a massage or getting your nails done even, going to your doctor's appointments, that is self-care. It's okay. And we've got this stigma so much of, oh, I've got to do this and I got to do this and I got to take care of this. And I'm not knocking, you know, your responsibilities of work and putting food on the table. No, I get it. You know, the response is that I'm slacking because I'm out in the parking lot for 10 minutes. No, you're not. You are clearing your mind, right? You're getting that blood circulating. You are getting clear thoughts. Those endorphins are kicking in. You've got a dopamine uptake. So you're able to come back and perform better. And that's actually helping your coworkers, your job facility here is taking that time for you. I work through a lot of... Don't you tell me you work through lunches. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, we always work through lunches. But oh, gosh, don't. No, no, no I eat it. I eat it. I'm just... Well, we don't go We're anywhere. Busy. So um, 
I found that I do my best problem solving and my best thinking and sorting out my emotions when I'm just out there walking. Absolutely. And, you know, depending on how much anxiety I have for the day, I'll walk more. So all of that tension just goes away and you start to feel good about yourself. So you want to do it more. And it just relieves a lot of stress for me. Yes. What about if, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, the the bariatric patients, but also other, you know, the other people as well who also want to stay fit and stuff. So you're saying like getting your heart rate up for 10 minutes. What about... The cool down and that kind of stuff. Are you including that in in ten minutes? Or are you saying go oh, no, and do I'm, this for ten minutes and then just something else? Or is it better, you know, if you're so wanting if to you're, concentrate on losing weight, to do twenty minutes? Or that is a wonderful question. Thank you. And you're very welcome. <laughs> and technically, okay, so yeah, I can give you the the good good old fashioned basic spill of personal training is 30 to 45 minutes, strength training, resistance training, cardio, stretching, cool down, you know, spend five to eight minutes warming up, then proceed with your intense activity. If that's so choose five minutes, cool down, stretch and go about your day. So, I mean, yeah, it technically it should be included that, but a lot of people coming in, not knowing where to start, will get overwhelmed with that prospect of all right and so I have to explain all right so let's do 10 minutes of a brisk walk not anything high intensity 10 minutes of resistance training 10 minutes of stretching cool down that's 30 minutes but it's broken up and it's maintainable some people you know like your good question was I need to do it all together at the same time because there are some things yeah I don't want you to go lift when you're cold you do need to warm up. Or if you get your heart rate up, you know, I was always told, once you get your heart rate up, you can't just stop. Oh, no. Or can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to keep your heart healthy so, so you don't go into shock or something, correct. right? But my goal with, with my patients is not to get your heart rate up that high yeah, to okay. go into that shock. Fair okay. enough. Yeah. So that would be the 170 beats per minute at my maximum heart rate. If I was running and I got that high and I stopped immediately, that could be a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So what I, in it's my like job, yeah. you know, and what I do is being realistic of small, obtainable heart rate goals. You know, maximum my heart rate needs to get to 120 maybe. And I can, you know... Bring that down relatively easy just, just by breathing. Breathing and walking mm-hmm. and just... Yes, ma'am. Okay, so Keep what about people like me who today's feeling horrible for eating a huge high-calorie meal last night? Walk it off. But that was last night. So you, you, you slept it off. You know, you woke up this morning and it's a fresh start, right? Don't worry about what happened last night. Move on. Today's a new day. And I, I, that's another thing I always say is don't throw in the towel. Okay, I screwed up last night. I'm just going to screw up today too. No. You know, you have immediately a next chance. And it might be a breakfast. Okay, I splurged on a donut. Okay, well, don't throw in the towel at lunch. You know, take a healthy snack in between that donut and lunch per se. You know, that's another thing too is we teach our patients is not to starve themselves either because it's very easy not to be hungry after surgery because you have such a small stomach that you don't get hunger cues sometimes. Did you experience that, Crystal? 
I did when I was bigger. Um, now I'm hungry like every two hours. Probably because you're very active also. Yeah, I And that's feel your like, body's way of saying, hey, I need something. Give me some food. Yeah, Give me and something. I was like that when I was younger. I had this super high metabolism. So I've kind of snacked back to that. So I always have snacks. They always make fun of me because I've does. got snacks everywhere. And, and that's okay. Chicks. But yeah, I mean, if you just eat a little bit at a time... I found that sometimes I just eat like half a cheese stick mm-hmm. and then an hour and then or two she's later. Full. And then, yes. I, yeah. <laughs> well, and again, you know, with the surgery, the, the surgery yeah. her, you know, sleeve, the bypass, another procedure is the duodenal switch that we perform. You know, there's know three, well, the duodenal switch is the, the bigger one that we have patients typically 55 BMI or over that have uh, several comorbidities, diabetes, okay. hypertension, sleep apnea, um, Mind you, I'm not a physician. <laughs> you know, I'm not the surgeon. But I, as the exercise specialist, we have to know what we do offer. Um, but the duodenal switch is almost like the sleeve and the bypass together, and it's a very short section of your intestines. What did it's, you have? I had the sleeve, which the you know, sleeve. you have to sit there and decide which one you want. And to me, the sleeve was the best because nothing's being rerouted. Correct. Everything's going going right through your stomach. It's probably the easiest, I would think. It is the less invasive of the three. Um, Quicker recovery with the sleeve. Also, it's a little bit more forgiving. Mm -hmm. I will say that. Um, Because the sleeve is long, it's a longer... That's why we call it the banana. The banana. The, banana. Um, the pancreas is not being rerouted, and so there is a higher risk of acid reflux. I don't know if you have any problems with that or not. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I'm on medication, and well, and you also learn. There. Okay, don't eat. You know, too late. Mm-hmm. You know, not anything, anything spicy. She doesn't like anything with bubbles in it. Yeah, yeah bubbles. Yeah. Well, she she never does bubbles. No carbonation. Carbonation. No. It hurts. You'll be doubled up on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, okay. And you're going to a brewery with crystal was not the easiest thing. No, no. I literally <laughs> could not find anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, water. Give yeah. me water with lemon. Yeah. And you find, that's what our patients do, is they find what works best for them. And we are their team. We are a multidisciplinary team. They have to meet with the dietitians. No choice. You know, you've got to learn. You need to start practicing the behaviors. I don't know if you've ever watched her trying to chew her food to applesauce consistency. She made fun of me. <laughs> I did? She, yes, she made fun of me a couple of months ago. You're like, God, why are you chewing so much? <laughs> we, we, ask, we ask to start chewing your food 20 to 30 seconds per bite. 20 to 30 seconds yeah, per bite. Then it tastes, then it's all. It's applesauce. It's yeah. mush. But you can put more in there. So it, you're able to get, you know, we say, you know, the tip of your thumb, you know, your fingertip, your pinky maybe, um, chewing that 20 to 30 seconds, and that way it can slide through safely and not get stuck. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had your food stuck and you've thrown up? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not throwing you under the bus, but however, no, it I happens. Take one bite too much, I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta get. And some of our patients will go, oh man, I got a runny nose. Well, that's your body's cue of saying I'm full. Ah, so don't a runny nose, a runny nose, or hiccups. Ah. So patients, I mean, post-op side, because I work with patients post-op as well, because there are patients that want to do a marathon. So I need to help train them getting ready for the marathon, but also talk to the dietitian. But they need to learn when the body is full. There's a 20 minute. Check this out. 
20 minute delay between the stomach and the brain. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I, after there are times when at home and we're eating and my daughter will be like, I'm still hungry. And my husband and I are always like, just wait 10 minutes, wait yep. 20 minutes. And she's like, I'm hungry now. We're like, you just ate A, B, C, and D. I'm like, Did you even no enjoy way. what was in front of yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you just, you know, there were times when we're like begging the kids to eat. Yes. You know, and especially with the little one, not peanut butter and jelly. But um, like literally he'll eat it three times a day if we let him. <laughs> if you but let like, him. But like then you have where... They'll eat fast, and they ate a, a nice portion, but then they're hungry. We're like, please wait. Let your body, Let your body yep. digest. So that is, uh, we are talking about you something You are correct. Legit. Yes. Thank you. 20-minute delay play between. play back for her. Uh, yes, please do. <laughs> and, and, and it's the parents. That's, you know, where our kid, and that's another big, whoo, I get really passionate about our kids this day and age, society and obesity and our adolescences. They're on the phones all the time. They're in front of a computer all the time. They're not getting out and exercising like they used to. And I, I, I'm going to get in trouble for this probably, but they're snowflakes. You know, they yep. are expected yeah. everything handed to them. Go get me something to eat. I need some chips. I'm hungry. Well, go to the kitchen to just go grab something. So we're not really, really monitoring how our children are eating. We, as the parents, need to set that example and being that role model and slowing down. You know, well, I'm not saying never have a chocolate chip cookie or you know a piece of cake at a birthday party. No. But is your body really hungry for it? Is it something that your body really truly needs? Is that the fuel to function? Oh, mine want mm-hmm. D every night. I want D. That's D? what Emma used to say for dessert so that way oh. Jake wouldn't hear her because he's four. <laughs> How so funny. So she'd be like, I need D because, you know, when I'm saying she wants, she she ate her stuff and she could be dead. I'm like, don't be bringing out cookies in front of your little brother. I'm not That's ready for him to That's just mean. That's just torture. <laughs> so she'll say D, but I mean, she, like my kids, they want dessert every night. Wow. And with Every our night. with our kids, I feel like if if you let them slack off with their kids and you let them eat anything they want, you're setting them up to be overweight. Correct. With, as an adult. But also too, look on my side growing up. You can't eat this. You right. can't have this. Yeah. My, my mom was overweight and so she would sit me down and say, "Please don't look like me when you get older. Start working on it now." And we would cry together. <laughs> My, and that's hard I, too, yeah. because when complex. when your mom, your person that you look up to, has a negative feeling about themselves as your the daughter, you look and say, "Well, mom feels this way about herself. I need to feel that way about myself as well." And so again, it goes back to being that healthy role model of body image and love who you are, respect who you are, use what you have. To your advantage, of course. And um, yeah, not over. It's hard to find balance, guys. There is nothing mm-hmm. easy about a healthy lifestyle. One of honestly. my friends from high school that I, I grew up with from elementary school all the way through, and she was a little overweight and she had some, her mom was so on top of her, she turned, she became bulimic. Yes. And she ended up not, not just like a little like here or there, and then she ended she had to go into, um, she had to get help. A rehab, like she a lifetime movie. Yeah. yeah, it was like a lifetime movie. She had, and there was a group of us that for visiting, you know, there was like a, friends that we would go with the with the parents to go visit her every once in a while just because she was living at this place. That's hard. And it was just it was just in her brain that she can't do this, she can't do that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so scary. We're, we're running out of time here. We can talk all day. Oh my goodness, are we real? Oh, we are. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, tell us. We got to do a repeat. Number two. <laughs> two. Where can people find your services? So Bailey Medical Center in Owasso, Oklahoma, the Center for Bariatrics. Um, I'm not hire, you know, I'm not a personal trainer to hire me on, on the side. Unfortunately, um, I used to, but I also teach at the Owasso Family YMCA on Mondays and Wednesday evenings at 530. What do you teach? I teach Pilates. I love Pilates. Pilates is amazing. Um, I used to teach kickboxing and other formats, but COVID kind of knocked it to the ground. And so slowly getting back to normalcy, whatever that means. And I can do my roundhouse. I can do them. You also uh, organize walks. Oh, yes. Thank you for mentioning that. So with our program, Bailey Fit Club, we have monthly events. So January, we did a thousand minute challenge. It was a virtual challenge. February, we're taking a spin class at Cycle Bar. March, we're doing the St. Patrick's Day 5K. Um, So my goal is to get all of my patients together collectively, and we're all doing this together. So we're not feeling separated or alienated. We're all family. And that is what Bailey does is family. We're teamwork. And each patient has their multidisciplinary team, psychology, cardiology, pulmonology, exercise, nutrition. And we, we are all in this for our patients. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> and we have non-surgical patients. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you don't have to have surgery to be in our program. Be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming in and spending your time with us. It was fun. Very welcome. Thank you. And make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And we'll see you next time on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. Thank you for joining us once again on Oklahoma Women Want to Know. Tune in each Wednesday at 5 a.m. for the latest episode. And don't forget to drop us a review. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.